This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremonies. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Video quarter should be operating as normally. We have a shooting schedule to continue on. And yet, look, look, when I get the playback, I get this. I mean, what is this? What is wrong? I mean, oh, oh, it's still going again. Oh, oh this is Craig, oh, I want you to find the person responsible for this. And what do you mean, Annette was taping over? Oh, Find Annette, have her come here, and I will explain to her how not to touch the machine. Yes? Good. Now, I have a person here who wants to hear stories. You go away now. Ah, <laughs> ah pay no attention to our um, little problem we have going on here. It's just a, a minor inconvenience. And, uh, so, you wish to hear more stories about the uh, Talmari Celestia, yes? Good. Now let's see if I can get this playback to work correctly to help me with my story. Uh, ah, ah, anyway, Mirgrat had devoured a little bit of a, one of her fellow Pakmara who had invited the Amber and was currently playing host to an entity from beyond the stars in her head. Though the question remains, how much of this is in her head and how much is not... By the same token, Dooley and Ty were out doing business, making sure everything was prepared, but they wanted to know what was going on with Mirgrat herself. Mirgrat, however, wanted to report this specifically to her ambassador and to the library, and she was on her way to do so. Normally, I would say, who wants to go first, since you guys just split up, and I've got to figure out how to get you guys back on the same page again, because it's easier for my head as Game Master, but... Uh, I think in this situation, I think the most... No, no. I was going to say the most pressing is going to be Mirgrat's situation based on the cliffhanger. However, in true cliffhanger fashion, we can't address that immediately. So let's <laughs> talk to Julie. Uh, <laughs> you've just gone uh, basically shopping with Lorni, who is right. ecstatic. Okay. Okay, so uh, who is ecstatic about, again, the freedom, even though she knows she's not free-free yet, she knows exactly what future was awaiting her at the next stop, uh, or right. once, the col- once you guys got to Colony, and the fact that that's not going to be her future anymore is, yeah, really good. So she's being extra nice. Um, so the Narn paying for the young uh, Centauri's outfits and uh, a couple of paperwork and a couple of other things definitely draws a couple of eyes and eyebrows, shall we say? Yeah. Um, people are fascinated by this. Oh, dear. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's only one metaphor I can think of in today's age that I would say is, is an equivalent, but because I know this would be rampant in a bad way, I'm not even going to address it. But yeah, for lack of a better term, an oppressed person, sorry, a person from an oppressed culture has the leash 
on which a person who is normally doing the oppressing is being pulled along. Yeah. Yeah. People find this really fascinating. I'm amused by the whole thing. So, it'll probably cost you a good 400 credits just to get some basic stuff for her. Easily. Okay. Because, again, you're not buying her fabulous dresses or anything else like that. You're making her presentable. Uh, Centauri presentable, for lack of a better term. Which is very simplistic, but... What were you planning to do after the shopping spree? (laughs) Um, You know what? I'm going to get a few gifts while we're out and about for my flatmates, and then I'm going to head home. Okay. When you get home... All right, so I'll assume that basically everyone's going to probably end up meeting at your place one way or the other, So, because that's essentially main base. So next on our list, Ty. Mm, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so after now that you've been awarded a minor fortune, what are your plans? Well, I'm concerned about the uh, massive overpayment here. Mm-hmm. It seems like the kind of thing Ty would immediately go do is go to the whatever this 90s equivalent of her banking app is and start separating what she's actually supposed to get paid and all this extra money into separate accounts. Okay. Uh, in the 90s equivalent, you're basically going to an ATM or you probably yeah. do some of your banking at your, in your room, which is or fine, or you can do it from any room, really. But yeah, there's basically you go to a console... You, you put in your information, boom. Oh, uh, 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 linking into the Bank of Bakari. This is mine. That's in case they come looking for it. I think, um, I don't know. She'll, <laughs> she has to go back and talk to Homeboy, whatever his name is. I'm sorry. Alan? Well, Ibsen, Alan yeah, Gibbons. anyway. So, Gibbons, anyway. So, she'll hash that out with him then. Okay. Meanwhile, if you get money you're not supposed to have, the best thing to do is not touch it. I was going to say launder it, but whatever. Or that. <laughs> I don't think money laundering is one of her skills. She's not the full-fledged criminal, which unfortunately is not a valid class in Babylon 5. They really should have made a, you know, they have agent, but they need a full-fledged criminal. Like, I think uh, she probably, in theory, knows how it's done, but just can't be bothered to do all that work. <laughs> That's just too much, like, effort for her. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you're Bricari, so you know something about banking, but doing the complex work? Oh, come on. Just easy enough to, like, look, you know, isolate it, maybe give it an interest rate, so if they say, would you pay me back with extra? Here you go, Mm -hmm. payment with extra. But, you know, yeah, pretty much basics. Okay, so after you do the banking, which, again, thankfully, you're Bank Bricari, a couple of communication terminals, not that hard to do, a couple of people going, well, congratulations, as you deposit several million dollar uh, credits into an account. You know, you, uh, this is the, you can buy your own ship money now. Yeah, I mean, she would be tempted by this idea, but she's still not going to, like, she's not dumb. She knows that someone's going to come looking for it eventually. Okay. So. Oh, I was about to say, uh, after you do that, it's not going to take that long. So what's your plan after that, though? I guess I will go back to Dooley's apartment and try to figure out what everybody else has been doing. <laughs> okay. As you guys have been separated for a bit, and it's been an interesting time. Yes. All right. So you head back. When you do, you find Dooley uh, in the room with uh, the Centauri uh, a Centauri girl, which you helped negotiate release of. Mm-hmm. 
I will let you two discuss that. I'm not going to ask any questions about this because I really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) The negotiating the release part was paid and the rest of this has absolutely nothing to do with me. I don't want to get involved in whatever weird crap is going on. Okay. So, not understanding uh, the sports that um, she watches, guy watches, I just went to a place and bought some baseball cap type thing with a, a team's name on it. And so I hand it to her and say, I, we went shopping and I got you a gift. I look like mildly suspicious, but, you know, <laughs> I still, I'm like, yeah, thank you. And to, like, give each other presents for no reason that often. So I would find this mildly suspicious. It's a good question. We don't know how the Bakuri act in these regards because they're very much an underdeveloped species. Um, I'm sure they don't have, like, Christmas or, like, something like that where you just give people presents. I feel like yeah, they have a transactional holiday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would make sense. Um, well, you don't do presents, but white elephant exchange is probably more appropriate. Oh, or a Yankee like swap. That, yeah. So yeah, I like immediately make a note that now I have to get Dooley a present at some point. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Congrats. You started this. I, I wave vaguely over to Jarni and I say she's staying with us for a while till I can figure something out. Whatever, it's your slave servant and that you purchased. Do what you want with them, I guess. She looks a little uh, bashful. It's like a, a- Yes, yes, of course. Uh, yeah. Julie looks very confused. <laughs> like, how, how did I get here again? <laughs> so you guys sit there, you wait again. Uh, she's, uh, Lorne's basically going to be putting her stuff away, making sure everything's, you know, crisp and clean and, and, and tidy. And she kind of, you know, almost casually starts doing things like, cleaning and arranging the bathroom. Not like like breaking out gloves in a spray or anything like that, but you know, that casually wiping everything down, making sure everything is is spotless. I suspect this is leading us to what everybody's wanting to know what the hell's going on. Which which leads us back to Mirkrat. Hey. <laughs> I feel like at this point it would be more accurate to say Mirgrat and company. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay, you realize normally Mirgrat goes by they, which again is now even more appropriate because. <laughs> but now, now it's not going to be I Mirgrat; it's going to be we Mirgrat. No, I mean Mirgrat and whatever entity is currently hanging out with Mirgrat are still theoretically separate. Otherwise. The 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 narration Mira has been doing in order to make sure the enti- entity understands the cultural context of everything that's going on would be totally useless. Fair enough. So Mirgrat and Passenger has encountered the late day, uh, the the evening train, as it were, and the people I mentioned in there, and each of them has a different feeling about them in a lot of ways. Through your new site, it's harder to feel who is who and who is saying what. But there's definitely, like I said, feelings of you're not supposed to be here. And what are you doing here at all? 
just kind of being thrown around through your mind. Sorry. Was that was that was that was that a sneeze or was that me, you, Miragrath's response to something? No, that that was that, that was a sneeze. Um, have I not sneezed on mic before? I'm sorry, what was that? Have I not sneezed on mic before? No, no, no. I was about to say you sneeze very much like Miragrath talks, so I had to make sure about that. Yeah, no, that was that was a sneeze. That was that was a that was not a, a, a weird hiccup or something. Oh no, my hiccups sound totally different. Well, <laughs> anyway, that's okay. I knew I knew somebody for a long time who didn't sneeze so much as half sneeze. They literally would just go. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. That sounds like the worst. Get these vague feelings around you as there seems to be, again, you're not hearing anything with your ears or whatever uh, Pakmara used to hear sound with. You're not hearing them with your ears. You're kind of all hearing with your mind. Your ears say this is a quiet, casual, late night tram ride. The rest of me says this is a quiet, casual, psychic tram ride. Well, (laughs) quite psychic uh, conference call. I mean, there is this. This might be, you know, as far as you can feel, like a council of gods, essentially. Yes, and also, if I recall correctly, um, while I was doing my mental narration, and this council was happening, the uh, my buddy hanging out with me inside my head uh, did tell me to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, which I am now doing, and I'm just taking notes because um, if my psychic buddy is saying. Ma- you know, be quiet during this psychic tram ride. I'm, I feel like, I feel like that is a thing that Mirgarat would respect. Okay. Especially since like, like they're a telepath, but they're a relatively low level telepath. They mostly, they, they do like surface scans in order to, um, help with the, the, the various aspects of their research that have to do with perception. And so I think that they are basically going to defer to this entity in terms of higher level telepathy, just because this, whatever this is, clearly has a great deal of experience and power in that area. And so, like, Mirat can understand that, like, Hey, maybe it's time to take a back seat to whatever thing is is better at this. Okay. So, by the way, did you ever figure out your your P rating? Oh yeah, I'm. Uh, I believe I'm P six. P six. Okay. Yeah, that should so, be on the sheet. Yeah. Uh, wow. I just wanted to double check that. I don't have the sheet in front of me right now uh, because I'm disorganized. Um. So you're basically sitting back, listening into the conversation. Uh, taking notes where appropriate. Yep. Okay. The conversation is very, very strange because, again, it's nonverbal. It is very and instinctive level. It's the sort of a sort of conversation you would have as an as an infant before you knew words for things, and yet you still had needs, wants, desires, and things needed to be uh, addressed. So it's that same level of understanding. Things are on very basic 
level of things. I mean, I'm not saying like, oh, you know, it's small or dumb or anything else like that, but it's very, like I said, instinctual. Okay. A lot of the conversation kind of goes back and forth, but the essentials of the conversation that you can understand, there's a lot of concepts here that you just have no literal concept of. I mean, it's, it's like trying to explain green to a blind person. Entry not found. It's it very much entry not found. Yeah, there is a lot of this conversation that went complete 404. But I think I'm actually going to be recording those, like trying to do my best to record those specifically, because I think those are the ones I am most going to want to ask the entity about. Okay. So the stuff you do understand so far has been basically the concept of, again, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? You should be gone. You should be gone. That doesn't explain anything. But I took the quick route and not the slow route. That route was forbidden, you know, by your idea, perhaps. And their kind of conjecture comes through of the, we're more than happy to deal with either of you as long as we understand the terms. Another thought came through of, this is not how it's supposed to be. You know this and you know that this is not how it's supposed to be. There's just, again, all these back and forths of... This sounds like the interstellar entity equivalent of someone refusing to stop and ask for direction. Kinda. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, it's more of the hyper-intelligent mega-galactic entity equivalent of a boardroom meeting trying to decide who farted. All right. Mm. There is a lot of accusations and deliberations and things that feel like legal ease, but it's legal ease in the same way that people arguing the laws of gravity or something else like that. It's again massive concepts that you know you're to use the term your tiny little mind cannot even begin to comprehend, and yet there is this conversation. By the end of it. The one you get out of it mostly that the entity wants to listen to is essentially, I don't care anymore. I need to get home. If I get home, the rest is up to you. I don't care anymore. Hmm. The entity, of course, is, okay, now I need you to make a will save. Okay. Hell yeah, 23. All right. You get the will save is basically it doesn't want you to hear something, and you don't like get a 30 or 40, so it's not, you know, I hear everything, but it's more of the you get just enough to understand essentially, okay, uh, I will help you go home. I don't care what these people say. The next step is up to me. Essentially, that's what it's saying, but even you know those words are completely incorrect. You ever, okay. you ever have a conversation where you know somebody said something, but your brain translated it as something completely different? Yes. Yeah, You. and here's the thing. You know that's just what happened. So you know what was said was sort of that, but it wasn't that. But you can't quite put your finger on what was exactly implied or said. So that's okay. the best you have to work with at the moment. I know that someone looped the tape on me, but I don't know what they were covering it. Basically, yeah. 
Uh, the other example I, I can have is, is, is comes from personal use. I had a therapist who I thought had said at one point, ADD doesn't exist in anyone over 25. And I did not, you know, I knew she said something like that, but if she'd actually said that, I would have left session that minute. But I stayed right. for the entire time. So she didn't say that, but I can't remember exactly what she did say. It was clarified later on. And it was a lot better, but it was one of those same sort of situations. So you know in this case, what you heard is not exactly what you heard based on everything else, but kind of that. Kind of. At some point, the tram comes to a stop. The couple wearing the carrying the briefcase and uh, with the you know, black outfits kind of come. They pass you. They nod a little bit. And the vague feeling you get is... We are still here, and it moves on. They they leave the tram. They go to someplace else. As you continue forward, there's another couple of stops. In this case, the the vacationing company uh, 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 couple just kind of turn and look at you for a second. Their eyes sort of narrow for a second, and then they walk away. I put on another air freshener. Okay. This kind of leaves you with, if memory serves, uh, the game... The Narn, who uh, Ty got to know a little Lizard while ago. Lizard emoji, emoji, eggplant emoji. Yes. Big sword, <laughs> big sword, Narn. Yes, big sword. Uh, that's a good name for him in your head. Big sword, Narn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was there. Uh, the Mimbari is still there, who I think you've met before. His name was uh, uh, Milgram. Um, He's a ranger? No, he wasn't the ranger. He was the other one who helped Ty into the, into the cabin. Ah, uh, the religious cat. A religious cast. And is that everybody? And I think that was, uh, I think that's everybody that was on the train. The game just still chitters away at itself. Its translator unit isn't going off, so you have no clue what it's talking about. And game telepathy is near impossible because of the hive mind and very alien structure. And also, I wouldn't be trying to scan this individual without their permission. Exactly. But since you seem to be having a a mass conversation telepathically through... Uh, the entity, again, it's even any sort of thing that comes through is just sort of strange. Yeah. Um, so the the entity just kind of gives you the feeling of avoid the game. The last two, actually, is when you get to your stop first. So, again, uh, Conner and Milgram and that game are the last people left. Yeah, I stop. just kind of, like, give them a little, like, bow and leave, because... I mean, we're not actually talking, so I'm mostly just going to uh, acknowledge them because we have a prior acquaintance, and you know, I'm I'm our, I'm I'm going to brief the the Pakmara diplomat on the sta- on the ship because I'm like I have very important information to convey. So as much as I've kind of enjoyed this like telepathic powwow, I would also need to get on with my. <laughs> so, so you you're hanging off to the uh, to the ambassador, the popcorn yes. ambassador, to get this taken care of. Okay, so it's a little late in the evening, but again, it's easy enough to deal with. You head up to the first class through one of the the tram tubes, uh, sorry, through one of the the lifts, essentially. When you get to the outer wall, so not even to the inner chamber of the ambassador, the two popcorn. Guards are like, whoa, 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 whoa. They immediately put their hands up and they're like, you can tell 
you know, like, there is a bit of the feeling of, yeah, don't make any sudden moves. I will put my hands up. They, they said, okay, we know that you will corrupted. the good of Pakmara. You don't corrupted. I have acquired a telepathic passage. Okay, I'm going to need you to make a diplomacy check right now. <laughs> That's the thing, you just admit <laughs> IRL to people out loud. I'm... <laughs> I, I get it, yeah. I'm an imaginary friend. And I don't have a reason to keep secrets from other Pogmara, and, like, I need to get in to see the, the, whatchamacallit, diplomat. So, Mm -hmm. diplomacy check, you said? Diplomacy, yes. Though, again, you can add a plus two because you probably have a couple enough stats of Pogmara influence. I do. Yeah. Fifteen. Okay. Fifteen. Okay! So even though you walked up to two guards and said, don't mind me, I'm a host to a tiny but powerful demon that lives in my mouth, <laughs> they went, <laughs> okay. But they, they they do open the doors, but they have the very much the, I have two eyes, both are looking at you. I mean, they've met Mirgorat before. I'm sure they're used to some level of weirdness. Inside the chamber is, again, the ambassador, but there's also that other... Pakmara, you've seen bumping into the uh, 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 bumping around for a while. Um, oh, the other librarian, right? Or no, they're not a librarian. They're not a librarian, but again, they've had you've seen them take an audience with uh, the ambassador a couple of times. Yes. So, and the ambassador name is uh, Ah uh, Greb Bin uh, Greb Bimel. So yes, right. Greetings, ambassador. I am sorry to disturb you at this late hour. I, I've resumed my my. Uh, my cultural commentary for the benefit of my brain passenger. Just, like, wanted to get that out there that I'm, you know, simultaneously explaining things. No problem. They look at you kind of strangely, you know, head cocks to the side a little bit. The passenger? The other one kind of mumbles a little bit. He mumbles to the to the ambassador a few things under, under the breath. And they said, I, I, I'm, I'm very... Sorry, librarian, but under the influence of... And you see that quizzical look for a second before it turns, uh, before they turn back to the other one, whisper a few things, and then back. Under the influence of chemicals? Ah, no, I can understand why you might think that, and this is related to the case regarding Amber. However, I am not under the influence of chemicals. I have... Mm, engaged in psychic communion with an extragalactic entity and have allowed it to take place in my brain so that it may learn more about our culture. Okay. I will also need another diplomacy check on that one. Okay. He basically said, no, I'm not high. I've got an angel in my head. It's perfectly fine. <laughs> Normal things that you say out loud out of your mouth. <laughs> Am I still getting the plus two on that? Not this time. Okay. Hey, seventeen. <laughs> um, they are still looking at you really nervously. Um, and they eventually the ambassador says, "Perhaps you should explain a few things." I give them the entire spiel about how um, 
I was I was at the preparation of Tomasi and like I, I just give them the whole rundown of everything that happened. Okay. Including the uh, tram ride. Including the tram ride? Yes. Okay. Like I don't give them all of the details of the tram ride, um, but I do tell them like a rough outline of the tram. Okay. Yeah. Give me a sense motive check. Okay. This is not my strong suit. <laughs> Okay. Reflected by the nine. <laughs> so, yeah, you don't really get the reaction. As far as you can tell, they are listening intently and taking all the information that you've presented in. They are a little bit more wide-eyed than you'd expect, but, you know, strange and unusual circumstances, no problem. But at the end of your conversation, the ambassador says, this is most troubling. In what way? You've never seen a Pachmara that flustered before. An entity that, that, that prides itself on words, tones, beauty, usage, and devotion, stuttering is just sort of, like, strange. But she's, uh, eventually, they stop. May I speak to the entity in question? I have no objection to this. I shall have to inquire as to whether or not it is willing to do so. Okay. Um, so I'm going to turn my thoughts inward, and I am going to ask the entity if it would be willing to uh, basically take the front seat for a little bit and talk to the ambassador. Okay. I need a telepathy check. All right. Thirteen. Thirteen. You try to convey this idea. You're still getting used to dealing with the internal thing that doesn't entirely speak your language, but is working on base thoughts. So it's like flexing a muscle you haven't used in a long time. Uh, normally with telepathy and stuff like that, it's outward. This case, this is a very, not even just, inter- how do you become introspective for something that isn't you? It's again, it's a very strange circumstance, but you do try to project the thought inside of the, would you like to come for the forefront? And the message you get in return is essentially, they will not hear me unless they have received the messenger. Ah, Okay. The entity believes you will be unable to process its information unless you have been treated in advance with the chemical known as amber. I shall leave it up to you whether or not you wish to pursue this line of inquiry. Immediately the hand comes up. That is fine. I understand. I, I wish to keep a reserved head for this situation. Also, as you've described it, several people who have taken this chemical have ended up in either a delirium state or dead. So, in all fairness, well, I, the ones who ended up dead, most of them ha- were in the presence of uh, Tomasi's body. And they nod. So I understand. I understand. But for scientific accuracy, allow me to be a control group for this. So feel free to report your findings to me, and I can address it to others in a. I'm trying, yeah, even you can tell it's trying to think of the correct word. In a unexposed mind. Hmm. 
I can see how that would be useful. In the meantime, I would like to make use of your secure communications channel to report all of this to the library. They agree. Just they kind of point you towards the, the console. And uh, you make your report, which takes a little while. And thankfully, most of it's done essentially by text. You know, you kind of type out your report you know, or, you know, otherwise chant it. And it just, you know, they send it off to the, the library for storage and confirmation. Yes. Okay. Give me another telepathy check. Okay. Fourteen. Okay. So while you're getting all this down, you've got a couple of feedbacks from the entity here and there. A little corrective in the yes-no sort of thing, but not clear direction as to, well, you're, th- this is the part you're missing. But as it talks, you can kind of feel not necessarily its presence, but its voice getting dimmer and dimmer and dimmer the more it talks. Okay, I'm going to ask it, I'm going to tell it that and ask it why it thinks that might be the case. (laughs) Would the rest of the group like like to enchant with me on this one? Messenger is the message? Messenger is the message. Shit, I'm gonna have to take more Amber, aren't I? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish up my report and then head back to uh, our our bat cave because one, I I have stuff to do. Two, I'm pretty sure we have more Amber. <laughs> oh yeah, no problem. So after you make your report, the um, the ambassador's there, but the other uh, Pakmara has has departed because again, you're there for a little bit. The ambassador, you know, bows to you gracefully, says, thank you for all your help, librarian. Thank you for putting your uh, life and soul on the line for the greater information that you bring to us in this regard. Uh, Already there has been more studies about the um, rock shapers and the rock seeds that have been found on a couple of of planets based on the information that you you brought forth before. And now they're going to try to see see what they can do with them. It is my pleasure to contribute to the civility. They, they thank you and they bow and you make your way back to, to Dooley's room. After a bit of time, Mirgret does show back up to Dooley's room where Dooley and uh, Lorne are, you know, putting stuff away. Uh, Ty has found that, yes, there is streaming sports essentially on one of the sports broadcast networks and there, it's it's decent enough. Not one of the good baseball games, but you know, it's it's the Mars League. You know how Mars League is. It's it's kind of the difference between the NFL, XFL, and arena football. Yeah, she would watch that or fall yeah. asleep in front of it. She's probably taking a nap. Let's be real. Yes, exactly. <laughs> probably passed out on on the, the the side bed, just like oh look, sports great. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but the minute anyone tries to change the channel, her eyes snap open and she says she was watching it. Yes. (laughs) She's exactly the kind of person she am. She is. She's like that. (laughs) I had a friend in college who, when we played Cyberpunk, had a character with a coolness of 10, which is literally the highest you can get in the game. But my friend literally worked a shift from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. And so come Saturday was really interested in gaming and so we'll literally come in set you know get at the table they're always done like a living room so everyone just got a chair or oh god he lost the entire thing so no one could tell if he dozed off even better they knew that they dozed off 
and the little like story and everything. But they would go, hey, make a coolness check. And in their sleep, reached over, grabbed dice, tossed it, made it. And then went right back to sleep. Nice. So, so yes, everyone's worried. You know, everyone in the room is worried what happens Ty will do when she, once the seventh inning stretch actually happens because they're not sure if Ty will sleep stretch or, you know, you know, mumble, take me out with the ball game under the, under the breath. Uh, while sleeping. They usually cut the song in the broadcast, but I don't know. She probably knows it. <laughs> she probably knows it by heart. And the three extra verses that never make its way into broadcast. <laughs> it's her party trick. The human song that she knows. <laughs> oh, it's not just a party trick. It is a cultural icon. It is... It's not like knowing the second verse to the Star Spangled Banner. This is kind of like knowing every single chant in a Catholic church by heart. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's people who not only can do the Green Lantern Oath, but know the oaths for all the other Lantern Corps, including the Faux Corps. Line for line as they are watching. Sorry, what was that, Becca? It's the people who can recite all of Rocky Horror line for line as they are walking. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, Ty, yeah, you, yeah, you got the idea. Yeah, yeah. So, so basically about this time, like I said, Mirgrat arrives, comes on in. Mirgrat's eyes are still golden color, but a lot less radiant than you might have experienced in some other things. So she looks, or they, they look weird. Err. Hmm? Err. Weird err. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, do you say anything when you come in the room? Yeah. Greetings, oh, I... I and Julie. I have exciting news. I, like, kind of jerk awake, like, when someone slams the door suddenly and you're, like, dozing off and you, like, jump. I do yeah. like that. The, uh, what the okay. hell did that just happen? <laughs> what, what is your news, Mirgrat? Ah! I have discovered that the Amber is used as a psychic conduit to commune with an entity from beyond the stars. Oh. This is the meaning of the messenger is the message. Uh. Okay, for, re- for se- reverence sake, um, <laughs> hi. You've had a little bit of a weird experience with the Amber, thanks to what happened with the hallucinations, the bugs, and everything else like that. Do yeah, we... I haven't actually taken any, though. No, but you had you did see the one Pacmara with the golden eyes that you were found cuddled up against. Do Lee, you've seen Narn acting very strange with this drug, and, you know, the delirium, the ecstasy, and things like that. It's one of the reasons you were sent here, because they thought it was manufactured specifically to, you know, destroy the Narn population. And so, yeah, for a Pachmarad, for another person to come in and said, I have seen the face of God, and they're glorious and lovely. Just giving you perspective. It just kind How of much shrug, amber like, have you taken? Oh, I have not consumed any amber per se. However, after sampling Thomasine's body, I was able to commune with the entity that is the driving force behind the amber. <laughs> Which is also the okay. appropriate response for, for Ty as well. Ew. <laughs> there is no 
nothing wrong with endo funereal endo cannibalism. Still kind of gross, though. Yeah, fair. Kai is not a cultural <laughs> judge, but eh, gross. Nothing says I don't want to judge, like the phrase "I don't want to judge," but ew. But you nasty. <laughs> so uh, okay, I uh, um have nothing to say to that. I got you a gift. <laughs> <laughs> nothing so like I had... the concept is right there in front of you. I look even more suspicious. I hand her a box with three. It's the room variety of air fresheners. <gasps> Oh, oh, that's and, great! And, and at least one of there are three of them, and one of them's got to be tutti frutti. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> friend Jolini, this is wonderful. Thank you. Uh, this is uh, I forgot her name already. Uh, oh, Lorne, Journey, and she Journey. is staying with us for a while. She's going to be helping out. So, if you need any assistance with your lab stuff, and you think that a non-lab type person could do it, you can ask her for help. Friend Giardini, welcome to the crew. It is a pleasure to have your assistance with us. She kind of looks a little wide-eyed, but like, obviously quickly just tucks it under and goes, uh, uh, yes, yeah, yes, I'm more than happy to, excuse me, here goes, more than happy to, to help in, this, in, in any way with this. I, I thank you, thank you. Eyes just like straight at the ground. Yeah, so I have no idea where we are in finding I mean it just seems like we've reached a dead end regarding this this particular drug. Oh perhaps I can be of assistance with that. Okay. Since I now have access to the entity for which the Ember is a conduit, perhaps it will be able to help us in terms of finding its source. She looks Why like she still doesn't quite believe you, but okay. Okay. Becca knows yeah. how this is going to sound but Mirgrat is going to say this completely earnestly. Okay. However, I shall require some additional amber in order to to strengthen my connection with this entity. I am afraid our current psychic tether is weakening. Oh, okay. Um, uh, uh, I guess we better get some. Maybe you should lay off, you know, just for a little while, like for like take a nap. Talk more about take naps, right? Yeah, they sleep. <laughs> <laughs> idea, Ty. Perhaps I, I shall be of better, better able to maintain the connection when I am no longer physically exhausted. That's exactly oh. what I meant. Yes. Okay. So, okay. So basically, if I'm understanding this correctly, you basically told, you've told Mirakrat, sleep it off, then we'll talk. Uh, <laughs> you know, subtly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm gonna go take a nap, because Ty has made a completely reasonable suggestion. I'm not on a time crunch, and I have no reason to believe that I will not be able to get back in touch with this entity, especially since we've already been psychically linked. So, like, if 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 Ty, who is an outside observer, who I nominally trust, thinks I should take a nap, I'm probably, like, I'm fine with that. Let's take a nap. Okay, well, that was easy. <laughs> Perhaps you are right, thud. <laughs> um, Mirgrad goes finds uh, uh, an area to just kind of curl up and 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 pass out for a little bit. And again, they, they are they going have... to set up one of like the Glade plugins that Dooley got them, and kind of like 
do a little like ceremony in front of it, like it's a, a, a like a prayer candle or whatever. Like lighting incense and, and, <laughs> and clearing the room and so forth. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's too funny. What do you guys want to do now? You, you've had Mirror, you've had Mirror come back and says, "I have a couple of leads with the thing in my head, but I need more amber. Can we get more of the? Can we score more drug? No, we have more drug. Uh-huh. We do. No, I thought yeah. we only had like yeah. two cubes left. Yeah, but now we know what it's for. Um, two cubes. Does Ty have one of them? Ty has three, if memory serves. Yeah, yeah has nobody knows about them. No, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we have the two cubes that uh, Dooley has, and you know, I don't know about Ty's. So either way, we're well, not snapping right now. Speaking not for myself, but for Ty, do not think that we should get Mirgorat any more drugs because <laughs> the thing about people that are addicted to drugs is they ask you to go get them more drugs and they think of very weird excuses for why they need them, like whatever whatever he, they were going on about the ancient entity in their brain. <laughs> Anyhow. Yep. I think uh, after a nap, that'll clear up a little bit. But just, I just want to again, I, I would like to, as the GM, uh, point out the interesting uh, cinematics here of Mirgrat essentially looking like they've devolved into drug addiction. Yep. Ty <laughs> mm-hmm. so thinks of the obvious like explanation for these things. <laughs> but now the question is: Is it drug addiction, or is it actually something? Is something interesting going on? Again, it's kind of like um, people who t- do a lot of uh, peyote and oyasca. You know, is it just hallucination or is it more? It's up to you to decide. But in this case, it's now a question of you have Mirgrat who says, I have a link to figure out the end of this case, but I require another hit. Do you give it to her? I don't think we should do that, but you're the boss. So it's up to you. Are, are you talking about Mirgrat? Because Mirgrat's napping. Yeah, no, we're talking about you. <laughs> She's talking to Dooley, yeah. who is not asleep. I don't have a lot of experience with Pakmara, but my experience with them has led me to believe that they are very truthful people in general. Um, I, hmm. I mean, have you ever met a drug addict? It doesn't matter how truthful they are as a people. They sure are good at telling lies about... Their drug addict, their drug addiction. Yes, that that is true. Let's observe her when she gets up. If she has traditional drug addiction behavior, like I must have it now, and I'm going to go through anything and everything to get it, um, then we'll reconsider. But uh, if she is coherent and uh, the usual logical Mirgorat self, then maybe we could offer her a small dose. We don't have a lot left, so I need to conserve what we have. Fair enough. It's up to you. Okay. I'm guessing you're all going to wait till Mirgorat wakes up, right? Yes. Uh, sure. I okay. go back to not watching TV. <laughs> <laughs> all you need now is a beer to fall out of your hands while you fall asleep. <laughs> all right. After Mirgorat uh, awakens. Let's, Mirgrat, let's talk for a minute or two. All right. Uh, as you, when you sleep, you dream. Yep. You dream of far off lands and strange times of 
non-Euclidean things, and you're basically filled with strange visions of things beyond mortal ken addressing each other. Here is what you're saying. Sorry, what? Getting real Lovecraftian up in here is what you're saying. The, but not the dark, slimy Lovecraftian. Um, think of Lovecraftian at, like, The Abyss. Yeah. The, the, the movie The Abyss. So bright and shiny Lovecraftian. And so a couple of times you were encountered by, you know, again, you're watching things create other things, other greater things, telling uh, things to not do this and not do that, or so on and so forth. And eventually this feeling of being kind of locked away kind of washes over you a little bit. And you know that you are not alone, but are alone in that locked away. And when you wake up, you feel that tether to the entity just feel thinner and thinner and thinner. And more of your mind is, is, is unable to hear the messages of the amber and the thing beyond. It's getting very, very dim and a little desperate. And you kind of, you know, again, have this, you know, driving feeling in yourself. I'm going to ask you to give me a will save. All right. 16. 16. Okay. Not bad, but not great, because in this case, for lack of a term, you're feeling the connection to the entity, and thus the knowledge that it has pertaining to this case, as well as to what's going on with Pacmara and a few other issues, getting more and more distant and feeling more, you know, more and more clouded. You're mm-hmm. almost feeling like you're losing connection with the thing entirely. So when you wake up, you have that feeling of almost isolation for a minute. Okay. You wake up, and there's, uh, again, Ty sprawled out on the bed, baseball cap over the eyes. Dooley's actually napping a little bit, uh, just because who knows how, when you're going to wake up. Uh, yeah. Lorna is, uh, sorry, uh, sorry, Jorna, I apologize, I got that name wrong before, before uh, is yeah. oddly setting out what might be considered a tea service. Is it the fish tea again? No, thankfully not the fish tea. This is actually something that's um, kind of fruity. What best way to put it? Okay. Somebody mix blueberries and fruity pebbles together. Hmm. That sounds amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I once had a friend who had had a phrase, um, uh, what an amazing time we live in. There's the internet, technology, innovation, a cereal made entirely of crunch berries. Um... (laughs) Uh, but yes, she's setting out this, this tea in a mostly Centauri style, but it's not bad. Again, it's a little earthy, kind of jello-y in, in taste and texture, but it's still this tea that is like, again, fruity pebbles and blueberries. Yeah, I'm all over this. This sounds like some kind of like awesome bubble tea hybrid thing. I am so down for this. Oh, don't tempt me. I didn't get bubble tea for a while. I, I've been craving it. But anyway, um, so... Yeah, so she's setting out the, the the tea service a little bit, and she kind of, when she sees you, she kind of, again, eyes go straight to floor. Says, oh, yes, yes, uh, uh, kind of ushers you towards the tea if you so desire. Oh, is, is it- greetings, spring yummy! I will not be imbibing while other species are present. However, once you are finished setting up the tea service, would you kindly wake friends Ty and Dooley so that they may join me to discuss our mission? 
she she nods, and again, waking her is uh, waking the other two is so much as just wander, you know wandering over a few feet and tapping them each a little bit or shaking the beds a little bit, and they'll wake up pretty quickly. Yeah, uh, like if you're gonna be woken up by someone and you have a choice between Pakmara and literally anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Mm. Yeah, they are a bit scary up close. <laughs> I feel like Muirat fully acknowledges that they are some people's sleep paralysis demon. <laughs> <laughs> well, not just that, but if you don't turn on this, your 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 translator and you just speak Pakmara to them to get them to wake up, particularly if you're shouting at them, it's horrifying! Yeah, but Muirat would know to turn on their translator. That's, like... That's lesson one in cultural sensitivity. <laughs> True. But also, you kind of had a toddler. I feel like she's seen much worse. Okay, <laughs> that is true. But you does know. Murat know Ty has a toddler? No, she's never mentioned it. Literally ever. See either yeah. to anyone. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just getting, <laughs> getting weird images of things people have told me that toddlers have, have woken them up to. <laughs> you know, like, Mommy, do we have a fire extinguisher? Uh, or, <laughs> you know, hi, I shaved the cat. Is that okay? So, yeah, you, uh, uh, Jorna, Jorna actually goes over and wakes everyone up very kindly, but she then kind of progresses back to the tea service. So, yeah, you guys are awake, and here is a very awake, non-golden-eyed Pakmara. I'll let you guys So, know. uh, how you feeling? I am feeling rested and refreshed. Good. However, I am also feeling the slow disintegration of my connection with the entity. Yeah. Can you uh, explain this entity? Do I we know, know that she's... Yeah. We know that she's got psychic abilities. Uh, has it's it? never come up in conversation. Okay. Actually, so, I don't think you I don't do. Think Kai knows that. Sorry, what was that? I don't think Kai I, knows I, that. I, she, doesn't, she doesn't really like telepaths, so she would have remembered that. Yes. I believe entity is mm, one of the older entities of the galaxy. It appears to have some greater power than the, the species that are currently in ascendance. <laughs> yeah, just think about for a moment what was just said. Uh, okay, um, how do you know? Ah, I believe it is linked to the ancient civilization in Pakmara space where the analogs for the amber were found. These rock seeds. Additionally, it appears to have very high-level telepathic interaction. I just, like, shrug at Dooley, like, this is, this is your, uh, this is your thing. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I kind of take a deep breath, I start to talk three or four times and stop, close my mouth, and finally go, <laughs> um, how, how did you get this being with you. Ah, yes! You'll recall that I sampled Tomasi at their funeral. Okay. After doing so, I was transported to an eerily empty odyssey. However, this entity was there. After conversing with it, it requested that I host it in order to learn more of our cultures and species. And naturally, I agreed to this as it is in line with my own line, my own research. Um, I believe we are corporate spirits. Did it say why it wanted this? Yeah. It did not. I assume it was in the interests of science. Can it get out if it needs to? Of me? 
Yeah. I believe an intentional exit is unnecessary, as it appears that we no longer are able to commune when I am not under the influence of Amber. Ah, so it will mm. leave when you're no longer high. Um, <laughs> However, I think you are misconstruing the state that I am in while I am under the influence of Amber. No, I, I, I have more questions. I'm trying oh. to understand. Did you analyze your friend who took the drug and had a bad reaction to determine why they had a bad reaction? I confess I did not. Okay, that is something we need to know to determine how the Pakamara are going to respond to this drug. Because, and and she's trying not to look condescending, but I'm not (laughs) sure she's succeeding. (laughs) If you're going to go around inviting entities into your head that only exist when you take Amber, and some of you have a bad reaction to Amber, then you need to know. This makes sense. I wish you had been here to consult before I consumed Tomasi. I was saving Jarna. Journey. Sorry. <laughs> yes, but also Prakmara events are very private, so there was no way for me to advise you. <laughs> Trying to be very politico. Yes. <laughs> she does have some experience in being diplomatic to Pakmara, so she's trying to but she's also become friends with Mirgrat, so she wants to make sure that Mirgrat's not in any trouble. So while also determining if the imaginary friend is real or not. <laughs> It is unlikely that I will have a bad reaction to Amber based on my previous experiences communing with this entity. However, I understand your concern. Also, is you said they commune telepathically, so some sort of psychic talent is needed for this experience? I am unsure of that. However, it is entirely possible. Given that telepaths represent a comparatively small amount of the population... It may simply be that those who do not have telepathic ability are unable to properly channel the mental resources necessary to commune with the entity. See, I'm trying to figure this out because I was charged with finding the source of the drug because it appeared to my people that the drug was custom made for the Narn. But as you know, the Narn have no psychic ability. You believe the drug was made to allow people to communicate with this entity or entities um, and if that was the case, the two reasonings don't mesh. However, it, it is possible that it was un- oh, Sorry, Becca needs a minute. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> <laughs> Your voice going out a little bit? Just a touch. Yeah, All right. Uh, give me a moment. I have... Well, I have... There we go. All right. Perhaps it is not that this drug was tailor-designed to impact the Narn, but merely has an untoward degree of effect upon the Narn because of your species' lack of natural species that do not have natural telepaths because there is no underlying genetic infrastructure for telepathy to even be possible. There is an outsized reaction in terms of euphoria after the consumption of amber. Well, okay. Since, but here's the thing: you haven't taken Amber directly. This is true. How do we know you won't have a bad reaction to it? How do we know that 
part of the ability to take the amber is part of Pakamura's ability to ingest amber is has to be secondhand. Well, there is the fact that all other Pakamura who consumed any of Tomasin's remains are dead. What? <laughs> Excuse me? Um, what? Yes. How, how, how did they die? The exact nature of their death is unclear. However, the circumstances were such that it is definitely linked to the consumption of Tomasi's remaining corporeal form. After several papara sampled Tomasi's body that was going through decay at an advanced uh, rate, a mass possession, including chanting of the messenger is the message, took place where all Pakmara, except for me, floated and glowed. After being told this, I sampled Tomasi's body. And while I have no idea whether my corporeal form talked or glowed, I was able to commune with the entity, take it on board, and ultimately survive the experience. So it has been most educational. Have you reported this? Yes, it has been reported to the diplomatic attaché representing the Pakmara civility on board this ship. Um, I hope there were cameras, because the regular authorities on board the ship are going to find you surviving and everyone else being dead a little suspicious. <laughs> Most regular authorities do not pay attention to the number of Pakmara on board a ship. That is true. Um... In order to find them, they would have to go to a cafeteria come burial site of the Pakmara. It seems extremely unlikely unless there are Pakmara in in the ship authority. And and there's not. Um, have you analyzed the remains of your friends that or acquaintances that passed? I have not. This is an excellent idea. Perhaps we should go gather some samples. Yes, we should. Um, I really don't want to do that. How about you just stand guard outside? Alrighty. Oh, by the great maker, indeed. <laughs> so, is that what they call drug-seeking behavior? <laughs> ah, you know I've got the good stories for you. And there's more to come. Just join me next time as we delve deeper into the powers of the Tau Marie Celestia on the Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Mm-hmm. Uh, excuse me. Data to uncorrupt with this axe! Just die! And that's where we end for this week. I want to thank everyone for joining us and hope you continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey. If you have any questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Trzynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL gaming license of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. His song Titan Striker is available on YouTube and at evankingmusic.com. Incidental music and background was provided by Tabletop Audio at tabletopaudio.com. Please see websites for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you all for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.